And happy Father's Day. We hope you're having an exciting day to give thanks to the Lord for the Father that He provided for your life, to have some time to celebrate with your family. Across the nation today, people will have some lunch, maybe eat Dad's favorite meal. And after digesting just a bit, go outside for the annual tradition of a game of street football. Otherwise known as a bunch of 40 and 50 year old guys trying to relive their childhood. Now in street football, most teams make up the plays as they go along. It's not like you practiced or anything. You know, all the cousins and uncles and guys from the neighborhood just show up and you start playing. Now in the huddle... Somebody takes charge, usually whoever it is that's playing quarterback that day, and they come up with some elaborate play. You know, Billy, you go out and do a button hook. Frank, you run down there past Henry. J.J., you stun at the line, and I'll fake it to you. You know, and, uh, Since nobody in the huddle actually knows what any of that means, everybody just runs out in the field and turns around and says, Hey, throw me the ball! Throw me the ball! In actual organized sports, the plays get a little bit more complex. They, players actually understand what it is they're supposed to do. And they, they practice that through the week. So that on game day, the goal is to call some plays that will win the game. Every father needs those plays that win the game. Every family needs that plan for victory. Every individual needs that plan in their life that will lead them to that victorious life they know that God wants them to live. Here in Joshua chapter 6, Joshua needed a plan. In what seemed like a humanly impossible situation, God provides Joshua with a plan for victory. And as we look at the principles that are provided here in Joshua chapter 6, we're going to see that God provides us with a plan for victory also. I hope every one of us will leave this place this morning with an understanding. God has a plan for victory for my life. Because He does. God has a plan for victory in your life. Let's find out what it is. Now, one thing we need to understand, and it's very clear in this story that we're going to look at this morning, God's plan may not look like victory from your perspective at first. We looked at the final verses of chapter 5 last week, and Joshua had been secretly surveying the city of Jericho, it was formidable. We think that the city of Jericho was named after one of the many of the Canaanite gods, the moon god in this particular case. It was located at an oasis. Uh, in fact, sometimes the area is, is designated in the scripture as the city of palm trees. This area had been inhabited at least back until 9600 B.C., the first town was constructed there around the 8th century B.C., which makes it the earliest inhabited location in the area we know of as Palestine. 
The account provided in the book of Joshua matches what's been discovered in the area that we think is uh, described as the Old Testament location of Jericho. And there Joshua was standing before this heavily fortified city, this city that had stood for literally thousands of years, that had withstood every attack against it. As he looked up, this is how he saw it, verse 1 of chapter 6. Now, Jericho was tightly shut up because of the Israelites. No one went out and no one came in. The city was ready. They had closed up their fortress of a city. Their fortified walls were ready and prepared. So much for the element of surprise. Joshua was about to lead the nation of Israel into an attack against a city that was located in a very easily defended position. It was a city that was built to withstand attack and had, in fact, withstood attack for all these thousands of years. Not exactly an ideal situation for your first military assignment. One summer, uh, while I was in college, I I worked for a company called Tracor Industries. That company, among other things, manufactured parts for the Air Force. And so it was kind of important that we got things right. The first day on the job, I was given a, a spreadsheet that described some orders that would be used in building F-16 fighter jets. My new boss gave me this spreadsheet and told me to check it and make sure everything was correct. I was a 19-year-old college freshman. About all I understood on that spreadsheet was how to spell F-16. And that was spelled correctly, I, I did note. But beyond that, I did not have a clue what any of it meant. So I checked it the best way I could. I I gave it back to my boss, and he realized I didn't have a clue what I was doing. So I did a lot of copying and filing for the rest of the summer. (laughs) I, I could run the copier. I could do that. Most of us have faced those tasks in life for which we felt untrained and unprepared. Fatherhood can be a little bit like that. The hospital nurse hands you this little baby, puts your wife in a wheelchair, takes you to the front of the hospital, and then waves. <laughs> and see you later. No instruction manual. <laughs> no, this is what you do next. Just bye. It can be daunting. Wondering how in the world am I going to take care of this little one that is completely dependent on me. Life can be that way sometimes. Whether it's a job where we're in over our head whether it's a circumstance in life where we feel completely out of our depth, a doctor's diagnosis that comes out of the blue, an unexpected bill that we just don't have the money to pay, a family situation that we don't understand. We can feel just like Joshua did that day, looking up at those enormous walls of Jericho, wondering, what have I gotten myself into? But, like Joshua... When we reach that realization that we don't have a plan, we can turn to the one who does. It can look impossible from our perspective, but we can know God has the plan for victory for our life. Let me say it again. I want you to get this this morning. God has the plan for victory 
in your life. Now we read last week in the final verses of chapter 5 that Joshua surveyed this powerful city and as he was doing so he's confronted by the commander of the Lord's army who gives him this message that we read last week in chapter 5 verse 15. The commander of the Lord's army replied, take off your sandals for the place where you are standing is hope. And Joshua did so. Now there's no doubt that Joshua was encouraged by the presence of the Lord But there was much more. God had a plan. A plan the Lord shares with him in the verses we're looking at this morning in the first verses of chapter 6. Here's the plan. Now imagine you're Joshua. You're facing this wall that that is is impenetrable, this this, uh, attack that you know is never going to work. You don't have the men. You don't have the weapons. You don't have anything that's ever going to make this possible. And here's what the Lord tells you. Verse 2, then the Lord said to Joshua, see, I have delivered Jericho into your hands. Now, now, did you catch that? Not, I'm going to deliver Jericho into your hands. But I have delivered Jericho into your hands. Folks, we can face those, those daunting times in life, those walls that seem impenetrable, and from our perspective, it looks impossible. But what we need to understand is God's not just going to handle it. God's already got it handled. He already has the answer. He's already won the victory. So that's what the Lord tells Joshua. See, I have delivered Jericho into your hands, along with his king and his fighting men. Verse 3. March around the city once with all the armed men, Do this for six days. Have seven priests carry trumpets of ram horns in front of the ark. On the seventh day, march around the city seven times with the priests blowing the trumpets. When you hear them sound a long blast on the trumpets, have all the people give a loud shout. Then the wall of the city will collapse and the people will go up and every man straight in. Now, this was probably not the plan that Joshua was anticipating. But truthfully, he didn't have anything better. He'd been looking at those walls all day. He'd been counting his men and and realizing, I got nothing. I have no strategy. I have no plan that is ever going to make this work. In any conventional attack, even if... Joshua had planned it perfectly. It was never going to work. The city was too well fortified, too well prepared. But what is impossible for us is possible for God. The plan was pretty simple. This was easy to understand what they were supposed to do. Once a day, for the next six days, they were to gather up all the men, gather up all the people, and march around the walls of Jericho. That's it. Then on the final day, they were to march around the city seven times. And once the priest gave a long blast on the trumpet, it was a signal for the people to shout a shout of victory. All pretty straightforward. This was actually something the people could do. And as they were obedient to God, God would do something that only He could do. The wall of the city would fall. 
and they'd literally walk right in. Just one problem. They had to believe. For six days, they were going to go out and march around that city, and nothing was going to happen. Nothing. And then on the seventh day, they were going to go out there and march around the city seven times. Try doing that in sandals and see how it works for you. And again, for all of those seven loops around the city, nothing was going to happen. And then the priests were going to blow a long blast on their horns and they were to cry out a shout of victory before the victory had been won. Now, the reason was obvious. The people of Israel, to have victory, had to put their trust 100% in God, withholding nothing. They were going to have to trust that God was going to do this because they knew that marching around those walls wasn't going to do anything. That yelling and screaming when the horns were blowing wasn't going to do anything. If those walls were going to fall, it was going to be God's hand, not theirs. And when the walls fell, there was no question who had done it. God has the plan for victory. One of the things you learn really quick as a father is that you need a plan. Just driving an hour to Grandma's house requires organization that rivals Walmart, Microsoft, and Google all in one. Now, pre-children, going to Grandma's house just meant getting in the car and driving and going there. About the only thing you had to plan was just to make sure you had enough gas to make it. But once you have that child, it's a whole new world. You got to pack the diaper bag, get the travel crib and the stroller to fit in the car. You got to make sure you have enough bottles and formula to make it through the day. And then there's the in-car entertainment. Now that ranges from a coloring book all the way to a full entertainment system, depending on the needs of your child. And don't forget the snacks. You're going to get hungry on that trip. <laughs> and bring a few for the child too. They may want some. To make that trip to Grandma's house, you've got to make more plans than the whole nation of Israel did to wander in the desert for 40 years. Now, to do all that, you've got to have a plan. The first time you get somewhere and you don't have enough diapers, you realize, whoa, I really should have planned this better. For some things in life, we, we do have a plan. For some things, we need a plan. And then there are those times in life where we look at whatever life is confronting us with and we have no solution. We need somebody who has the plan. Having a child can feel that way. As you look at that little young one that you have in your arms, and you're thinking, how am I possibly going to have all the wisdom this child is going to need? How can I prepare them for a world that I don't even begin to understand? Life can be that way. How am I going to make this decision that I'm faced with? What if, what if I make the wrong choice? What if I choose the wrong career? Or, or what if life throws me a curve that I never saw coming? Well, in those times, 
It's important to know where to turn. To know there is one who has the plan for victory. And actually, it's not just in those times where we don't have a clue. We need the one who has the plan in every decision of our life. Folks, God has the plan for victory in your life. There is nothing you will ever face that is bigger than our God. There is nothing that you will ever face that is beyond the wisdom of our God. There is nothing you will ever face that extends beyond the power of our God. God has the plan for victory for your life. Or as Paul puts it in Romans chapter 8, verse 31, What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? God has the plan for victory in your life. Heavenly Father, this is difficult for us to see. Because we've all faced our Jerichos. We've all faced those daunting situations where we didn't have the answer. But God, help us remember, you have the plan for victory in our life. God, don't ever let us forget that. Help us to celebrate that this morning. Burn that in our mind. That you have the plan for victory in our life. Thank you. We praise you. We celebrate you this morning in Jesus' name. Amen.